did you guys actually do a live show or like what was that just a bit you guys were doing the whole time and I was like, <laughs> oh no we actually did it i would love to do that again mm-hmm. squeeze a little bit of justin up there on stage for 30 seconds That's- i would not feel bad pressuring him to do it oh, i would no. feel bad i would feel bad if uh you know i bought him a vegan hamburger and held it up on the stage and he didn't come up to get it just like oh, yeah but that means because food's just going to waste at that point yeah, Jingle, i can't tell if you're being generous or aggressive right now <laughs> i would feel bad if he didn't come come up on the stage to eat a little bit of both because it was going to go to waste i contain multitudes oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> a pretty unBob Dylan response, Bob. <laughs> what if he's really, what if he's really like shitty in person, like that? Oh, fine. They're <laughs> just really snippy, and and maybe he is probably is. But... Multitudes, oh. huh? You petty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly Acceptable Podcast, episode 247. What a wild ride it's been, right? 247, looking back, these three kids. Ever since we got those horses and these comic books in our back pocket, we've just been trucking right along through this desert. I'm always in your trusty sidekick, Jeffrey. (laughs) I think my horse done done gone lame i'm roman your horse started lame i'm jango yeah, yeah, yeah i think so I was right. <laughs> Run. <laughs> you guessed it comic books that's why we're here <laughs> we love them graphic illustrated sequential <clears throat> fiction i don't want it all at one time i wanted a month apart because comic books we love them pacific northwest premiere podcast the perfectly acceptable podcast 247 episodes deep and before we get into the list of comics we're going to be talking about this week, I got a little bit of that well, well, Wellmer mail for us, boys. You ready? Oh, yeah. I've been waiting all week for this. I know. So- me too. Sock it to me. <clears throat> you and the sock eye slap. Show, Roman. September 1st, 1980. Wrong show because we do have that salmon specific podcast that we've been doing. <laughs> Just watching bears eat fish, catching fish. Talking about different type of trout and salmon. On September 1st, 1984, Avengers 247 hit the stand. In this issue, the Eternals reveal their origin and the truth about Star Fox and his fellow Titanians coming to light. This seems pretty appropriate timing as the Eternals movie hit theaters just this weekend. On that note, while I was patronizing my local comic book store this weekend, I overheard a customer (laughs) mention to one of the comic jerks that the two comic book properties he thought would never be made were Moon Knight and the Eternals. But now here we are with one of the theaters, or one in the theaters and the other on the way to Disney Plus. We have now arrived at my question of the week, which may have already been a question before, but there's no real way of knowing that. So I'm going to ask it anyway. Might be an Andrew spreadsheet. Shout out Andrew Fox writing the podcast. We love you. What comic property do you think will never be made into a TV show or movie? And why do you think it actually could be made despite that? Keep on being super fantastic. P.S. 
which one of you is responsible for breaking diamond Django is i am uh ambush bug is obviously the property that would never get made into a movie <laughs> but let's talk about why it would be great because roman would go to every showing yeah it would at least there'd be a guaranteed butt in seat yeah that that this is all true mm -hmm. um boy you know in the old days i would have said howard the duck obviously but so then george that. lucas came in and made that gorgeous <laughs> pearl yeah and then marvel brought him, and then the marvel movies brought him back um all right i'm gonna say i don't know the inferior five Ooh, obscure which could work if they got well the obvious one right now james gunn if they got him to do it it would be fantastic can i say not property but Final Crisis can't make that into a movie, but damn, it'd be good. You just let David Lynch write it. Yeah, it would be like a third of the story. It would be like a shot of blood as it's congealing, and it would be a very slow pan into the corners of the blood, and there would be crystallizing civilizations on it. But it would be an hour and a half as you slowly <laughs> zoom into that. Man, that could be really good, David. David Lynch, but but bring in Stephen Moffat to kind of clean up some things. Ooh, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. I would say Saga because they've specifically said that Cop out. they're making it to not be oh, a movie or a TV show. Yeah. And if I had a <laughs> genie, my one wish would be for three more wishes. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, it's just it's a cop out, Django. It's not an answer to the question. Saga said it's not going to be made into the movie. It was built into that one. I'll tell you why it will be, though. Do better. Money. <laughs> oh, It yeah. will absolutely be a yeah, TV show. It There's will. no fucking way they're going to skip Oh, I just hey, thought Django. of another one. I'm Devil. sorry for saying that was a cop out. I feel bad inside, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this will trio up. I, I, I thought of another one Devil Dinosaur. That would be a make a cool oh, movie. Oh, wow. Kirby. Yeah. I saw The Eternals and there was a lot of Kirby energy in it. Good. Yeah. So what's, what's your, uh, what's your, how would you rate it? Very good. Oh, sweet. Very like good. Like a comic book grade, very good or. No, because that's not um, very good. Yeah. <laughs> On a scale of one to five using decimals, either a four or 4.5. Oh, an eight or a nine. Not too bad. No, that's not what I said. I said on a scale of one to five, not using decimals, either four or 4.5. <laughs> we're going to be talking about some books this week. We're going to be talking about the human target number one because we're a Tom King show. I love him for when the, he says for, flame on. It's awesome. We're going to say... We're going to read Dark Knights of Steel because we're also a Tom Taylor show. We're going to read New Burn, number one, by Chip Zdarsky and Jacob Phillips. We're going to talk Tom about Frontiersman, number two, by Patrick Kindlin. And we're going to talk about Primordial, number two. We are also going to do an extended buckshot this week. Two minutes because we all read a ton of books. But you know what? We're going to read one more before. We're going to talk about one more before we get there, everybody. Before we get to the buckshots, we're also going to talk about Rush, number one, the vault classic Django. What's that cool qu quote that was on the B cover for it? Oh, gosh. The hungry earth reddens under snow-clad hills. That's a really cool title for a book, which is what we thought was the title. <clears throat> it was not. We'll get to that when we get there. Is it time to start the show, boys? Boop, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> ba -bam, ba -bam. Okay, everybody. Um, <clears throat> the Human Target, number one by Tom King and Greg Smallwood. This book continues Tom King's descent into more and more obscure properties to be writing. <laughs> if you thought that Adam Strange was going to be the most obscure character you read from Tom King, you were wrong because there's somebody named the Human Target. 
and I didn't know they existed. So Human Target number one, an absolute gorgeous book through the magic of editing. No one will know that I had to restart my computer. Everything fell apart and I made myself well, an additional ginger soda. Now they know. Oh, beans. Um, the Human Target, Tom King, Greg Smallwood. Django, sorry, you said some beautiful things. Roman chimed in, but my computer was dropping out. Could you repeat all of them to me? I think mine was just like a 30 second burp. Oh, okay. I'm sure that's true. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I replied to that. This <laughs> with with a 30 second nose whistle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this book is a gorgeous. B mysterious. C it's got my favorite Justice League in it. Wow, it's when got... that double page reveal happened, like oh. everything became Django in my life. Like every lens fell into place, <laughs> and at the other side of the telescope of my existence was you standing there barfing or throwing up or something. Uh, it's got it's Roman and I were talking while you made your extra drink off the air because your computer crashed. <clears throat> uh, we were talking about how it's even got an homage to the unauthorized Lex Luthor autobiography painting that is a take on the Trump autobiography. Um, and it's got vomit and it's got, it's just got everything. It's amazing. It's so <laughs> well paced. The mystery is set up so well in here. I, I can't wait. Yeah. And also part of that pacing, the way it's slowly as the story progresses and we find out what's happening to him, it slowly also just, it doesn't do an exposition dump of who the top human target is. It's, it slowly reminded me, reminded anybody reading it, that what exactly why he's called the human target, what he does for a living. Mm -hmm. And I just love the way they, they slowly revealed that. Cause I didn't remember at first. What, what do you I think Jeff? Well, I didn't know who the character was. I think the astounding thing is once again, Tom King is, uh, giving me something that I don't think I have any interest in and making me want to read the next issue all, like a lot. Like not a little <laughs> bit of wanting to read it, but a lot of wanting to like be in it. But like between <clears throat> Rorschach and Strange Adventures and now the human target, it's like, okay, I guess I'll let you lead me down this road. I really love being on now, Tom. Um, yeah, I, Roman's point I think is really well made the introduction and kind of explanation as to who this character is it's not exposition it's this you go on this journey through the, throughout the beginning of it that is you're like oh okay i guess this type of character could exist he takes takes a bullet for other people right like he's a professional the target like that that was really great but also just i love the voice that tom king uses in it it's a little like i fix the tie and look in the mirror and the suit looks all right it fits all right Anyway, it's still got a hint of her perfume on it. And that's enough. It's like, oh, God, like, OK, like, let me it's, you know, it's got a little bit of that, like Darwin Cook Parker in it. But um, yeah, it's just uh, it's he's good at what he does. Like, it's just creating a world, creating unique voices and then weaving a really interesting story told in an interesting way. Well, and it's some of the brightest Greg Smallwood art I think I've ever seen, too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's he, got a kind of colored like it too. 60s pop <clears throat> thing going for it, which I guess he has you. He's used a little bit more like dark airbrush looking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. This this book, this it had me hooked. So he lays down in the beginning knowing he's going to die. Um and then you see a little flashback of him over the the previous 12 days. And each one of those days is him talking to a different Justice League member. And when I when I put that together. And I think Roman, Roman enjoyed that when he put that together too. It's like, this is, 
this is right up my alley. Somebody talking to John, John's like that. That's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. And plus it's, there's a little mysteries in there. It's like, cause like day three, when he's talking to Guy Gardner, there's just a close up of a gun and a gunshot sound. It's like, did he shoot Guy? What <laughs> did Guy yeah. shoot him? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super, super exciting. Plus Lex Luthor is just a, an evil um steve jobs i didn't get the part about the justice league getting punched i'm so excited reading another tom king book where i'm the outside on of all the references that it makes <laughs> oh you don't know yeah, about obscure adam strange things oh you're not super steeped in the watchman okay well <clears throat> i love and i love you know in general i love the fact that jsa is back in the dc universe and dr midnight's in here and, and christopher chance human target refers to him as being you know the doctor to the superheroes in the DCU, which I love. And I think they used to do that back in the day, but they didn't waste any time saying, oh yeah, Dr. Midnight's back. He's, he's just here. He's the doctor to the superheroes. So I guess this is Black Label, so it doesn't quite count. As oh, it's important. It is important to remember and mention that it is Black Label. Good call. That yeah, means I, people I, can die. Guy yeah. can die. Well, yeah, and it gets yeah. its, own, <laughs> its own thing. Um, it, I like the Dr. Midnight stuff because i thought for a second it was red robin because his costume looks a little bit oh. like red robin's costume yeah. and i was like wait who is yeah. this and then they say his name like the next page like oh thank god but i love the scene where he's uh, at lex luther's office and he like is taking the alcohol and not asking and like yeah. it's, he's balancing this <laughs> aggressive conversation where he's trying to intimidate somebody and also psych himself up to be taking this alcohol and not asking for it and like you only live once uh this and it probably is the best that you could possibly drink i give it a really high score everybody where are we at with scores yeah. boy the, shit, the, the shadows in that sequence are really darwin cook sorry I'm gonna give it yeah a the darwin cook i'm gonna give it a 10 also <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm also gonna give it a 10 i bet That's... nort did it i bet nort is the uh the culprit <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, with it, with it being black label, it could literally be any of them. Yeah. Right. Like, why not Rocket Red? Because he's a Russian bad guy. Like, yeah. what if the whole thing is like a, a setup for um, the elongated man's birthday mystery? You know, like, yeah. yeah. What if they save him at the on the last panel, of the last page, and Ralph's like, "Oh yeah, I figured it out three days ago." <laughs> Does he have cancer? No, he's been poisoned. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. No, I mean, I, I remember that he got poisoned, but there's what he just like seems sick at the beginning because he's coughing and stuff. And then when he refers to the poison later, he's like, I can feel it wriggling around in me. And so I thought there was a, this larger sort of like thing going on. But yeah. I think it's I think it's just the poison from just the, the poison from the coffee. Yeah. 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 First, I, first, I thought he was talking about till we found out he's getting poisoned. I thought he kept on talking about I thought it was just pain he was talking about from all the times he's been, you know, apparently killed yeah mucked up <laughs> what a what a fantastic job tom king our podcast loves you gosh yeah. mm -hmm. our objectivity is out the window with that guy people will think we're just um we have pretty different interests the three of us but we also have this huge overlap area and tom king is right in the middle of listen it. if you want if you want some objectivity i haven't been able to finish his first book the, omega man yeah 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 nah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah it was great yeah. Loved it. Kyle Rayner, and that's pretty cool. I hate Kyle Rayner. <laughs> Let's talk about another Tom that seems to come out on the same week as the other Tom, mostly because these guys write a lot of books. Dark Knights <laughs> of Steel by Tom Taylor and art by Yasmin Putri. This is probably the highest profile book I've seen them on. I guess they do a lot of covers, maybe is where I see them most specifically. Mm -hmm. Read a lot of solicitations for things. Django, tell me about why you didn't think you were going to like this book, and <clears> then tell me if you did i don't like the setting you don't, don't like medieval, medieval fantasy medieval times. shit <laughs> django's gone like on record swords. 
Yeah, it's not liking swords. I don't like swords. Man, I don't really like wizards. I'm having a sword forged for your birthday now. I guess I guess it's yours, Jeff. <laughs> Woo! I don't like maidens. Damsels are all right. Okay. I don't like maidens. <laughs> I don't like distress in general. You know, like dwarves or elves or golems or but no, but you really like an elseworlds, right? I like me an elseworlds. I like me a, a complex relationship between fathers and sons, and whether they know it or not. That. I like I like reading all these in an Australian accent, pretending that Tom Taylor's reading it to me as I drift off to sleep in bed. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> Your parents would like to see you, Isle. <laughs> um, I I really 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 liked it. Uh, all of the things that you just said have some truth for your experience behind them. Only about half of them did for me. Um, <laughs> starting with, I really like Elseworlds and ending just before the thing about the Australian accent. <laughs> but it, what, what I do think is you're totally right. It's like really well-crafted Elseworlds. Like it creates a bunch of pretty complex character relationships and dynamics. And mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Like <clears throat> it's not just uh, a quick, you know, easy parallel it's not like oh you landed here and you your parents are like peasants and you're like superman's parents are like right off the bat it's like he becomes a king or something and and his like, parents are with him yeah so like everything like it, it's not just like well it's the story of the dc universe in a fantasy world it's just like way different dynamics super interesting in the same way that like deceased and injustice are awesome i didn't read injustice but and you know the cliff notes of it it's diabolically uh its own thing and i i really really dig that roma yeah, where I'm, were you on it you're I, a guy was, who likes knights i do my favorite movie is that uh sean connery movie from the 80s or 90s with where he's a knight and there's a dragon i can't it's actually heath ledger it's uh knight's tale. tale heath ledger he's a clown Nah, you're talking about Dragonheart. Dragonheart, yeah there we go thank you um this surprised me. I was expecting not to like it, and it was pretty good. It was, it's, yeah, like Django said, or you said, it was much more, much more complexity than just a like, oh, here's a Justice League and there are knights and medieval stuff, and there's a dragon. <laughs> um, I mean, God, Bruce Wayne is is a is serves the the family L who are ruling the kingdom, um, but you know they want him to to feel like he's part of the the ruling family even though he, he's not technically um and there's he's a, a good, witch hunter there's a good yeah he's basically yeah <laughs> vincent price is batman um there's a lot of complexity in this some of the other characters like he goes hunting black canary it turns out she's black it's black canary and but she seems even more powerful than usual black canary and there's a mystery there and there's just a lot of nice little mysteries and relationships between bruce and and uh and kal-el they had some great stuff with harley when she shows up i mean she's only there for like a page but but she's an actual jester yeah and she's hilarious (laughs) the Um, final two pages the big cliffhanger of this issue is so awesome yeah kind of sneaks up on you on what happens but then like going back and just looking at it and this arrow is a green arrow crafted by a green lantern's light imbued with magic. Whoa. Yeah. And it's also a nice little, I think, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think it's an homage, maybe a reverse homage, but kind of a reverse homage to um, Dragonheart. No, this great, this great, it's one of my favorite Robin Hood uh, movie versions. It's called Robin and Marion came out, I think in the seventies. And at the end of it, he's dying 
um, in a in a castle. He's dying, and Marion's holding him, and he shoots. And this is, I think, from the story originally. And he shoots an arrow out the window, and wherever it's going to land is where he wants to be buried. But in here, our Green Arrow shoot you know shoots the arrow at the castle. Um, it's just a nice little reversal there. I thought. You oh, know like what else is green? Constantine's boys. a crazy boy. Uh, what else is green? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was wondering, is it green tonight? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's got to be somehow. Or else it wouldn't hurt so much going into your eyeball. Um, if I'm giving the human target a ten, I'm giving this one a nine. Me too. Me too. Docked at two points because there might be a dragon later. Fucking dragons. <laughs> Gosh, so I, I think I'll well, give it a dive too. I, I mean. Black Canary calls Bruce the bastard bat prince. Yeah. <laughs> Django, what would it take for you to get down with a dragon? I don't know. I mean, I liked I liked Eyes of the Dragon by Stephen King quite a bit. Did you see Dragonheart? No, I don't think I've seen Dragonheart. Oh. Did you see Beowulf? Yeah, I didn't care for it. Because of the dragon? He just I didn't like the animation the style. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I just don't. Uh, I mean, medieval stuff is never a deal breaker for me, but it's never a deal maker. What I never see it... something and I'm like, oh, yeah, medieval. I'll go see that. Did you go see Smog with Benedict Cumberbatch's Smog? I, I saw the first one and I didn't see the next two because the first one was so boring to me. Wow. What if it's a dragon, but it's like, you know, it's not just a dragon. It's the Hulk. But that's Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, what if it's Killer Croc is a giant dragon because he's got wings? You know, like, what if they, uh, what if what they if, do a thing like that with it? What if it's the JLI that you love Ooh. so much and it's and it's Martian Manhunter being a dragon most of the time, but they feed him Oreos to calm him down? Yeah, I'd go, that's I'd go see point. that for the JLI. Yeah, yeah. I like the JLI. JLI. <clears throat> uh, nines out of ten across the board. Time to talk about this new burn we got. Number Chips nine, number nine, number nines. Jacob Phillips. One day <laughs> Jacob Phillips of uh, That Texas Blood fame. Roman, did you like Newburn number one? I did. It was one of my other high scores of the week. Um, great kind of this. Another character, you, you mentioned uh, Parker before, Darwin Cook, and our main character here, Newburn, is kind of in that mold. Uh, I wouldn't say quite film noir, but definitely the tough guy. He used to be an ex-cop that we, I suspect, I think is implied that he was a dirty cop probably. Um, and now he's a free agent detective kind of, but the coolest thing is he's, he set himself up about this great career where he's made deals with every crime family in New York city that he cleans up their problems and their messes. He's basically like Kytel and Pulp Fiction. He's a cleaner, but freelance. And he just hires out to different crime families. And because of that, they all have an agreement that, okay, he's untouchable. I mean, what a brilliant freaking move. <laughs> Ballsy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This would make a great movie. It would. It's it's good. It's interesting to see the Phillips art um, with a different writer. I mean, I guess he's doing it's that. Very Texas different blood. art. Yeah. I, I just, I think about his dad, um, right? His dad, Sean Phillips, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's so weird how similar it is, but how different it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really know what it is about. I mean, well, it just like comfortably pulled me through it the whole time. There's all it's like a pretty it, it is a well conceptualized world and character and the way that he fits into it. But there's also these great moments that are like kind of Sherlock Holmesy, where you just get yeah. to see him solve a really cool thing. There's like three of those. And that that's just like one of the things that makes Sherlock Holmes so fun. You like it's just it, I think it takes a talented writer to be able to write a, the a kind of mysterious situation with an observant person that's just a step above the audience all the yeah. time. Like, like yeah. that's a it's a mark of real skill, I think. 
as opposed to Dan Brown, who makes sure they're always a step behind the audience. <laughs> yeah, but that's thrilling too. <clears throat> Pulls you through for sure. Yeah, I love that. The first time he does that with the the elderly lady that lives next door where this crime has been committed and she doesn't know what time she heard the gunshots but he figures out because she mentions what tv show she was watching and he knows what time that show was on and human behavior he's like you know you wouldn't make your tea during the show so you must have made it during the credits which would put it at this time <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's great yeah Did i think guys... it's a great setup yeah it's a great setup it looks gorgeous did you guys read the backup naturally yeah what do you think this is a similar world or just a totally different thing I don't know. I was, I was kind of, when I finished, I was like, why is, why was that here? Yeah. <laughs> it was confusing, but I loved the art in it. It's at least the same world. If not going to tie in. Is it, how do you know? Did, they don't even say who the artist is. Is it still Jacob It's Phillips? in the, the first page does have the credits for that. Sets uh, Nadia Shamas is the writer and Ziyed oh. Yusuf Ayob is the artist. Hmm. Wow. I don't even see that. Uh, just first it's page, page one. Yeah. The, the, oh, oh, oh. The production on the book itself was a little bit strange and a little bit off-putting to me. Like the fact that the the inside cover is the first page. That and the way that the, the way that the, the backup story ends was really abrupt Mm -hmm. and they have some ads in the back. Like they have room to do this differently and uh, I'm sure they've got reasons, but it, it, I didn't like that, that bit of it. Yeah, the it was a little confusing, like even the way that uh, the final pages of it exist, like the final page of stories and the all black page says fuck. And you're like, is this over? And then let's got a sex criminals looking cover for the ad. Yeah. The next issue. Anyway, uh, I thought it was a priest or something. I this looked like a very different book to me than it ended up being. And I, I liked it more than I thought I would love Chip Zdarsky. God, he's good. And to have somebody on art who is this new to the scene and able to to show us that Sherlock stuff this skillfully is pretty awesome. Yeah, Jacob Phillips really carried a lot of weight there. Scores? Nine. Um, you know, I gave this one a 10 too. Another 10. gooey. 10.2? No, just a, just a solid 10. I gave this one a nine. Um, pre-wrote down these scores, gave that one a nine. So we're all only one difference in number. We got to get another Andrew Car- Carlson's continuity corner. Uh, in here soon just even from in the in the last keep it to the last like six months or something would be interesting but um yeah nines god this is three very highly ranked books so far this week it's a good week we should should end the podcast now (laughs) well Django, i talked a lot about feelings about this book and the creator for the first issue can you guide us through this one frontiersman by patrick kindlin and marco ferrari yes that is the one yeah so the first issue had um some back matter that was up its own ass and so does the second issue yeah it is up its own ass (laughs) i didn't find it as offensive but i was like this is it likes the smell of its own fart (laughs) this book does kind of like jay jay was the third with his eight pages of records that he listened to even in the third issue of of echo lands he did that um yeah so this one this this issue gets us to some of the superhero stuff that the first one didn't have like the first one was mostly just talking and planning and the the dude deciding to go up and live in a tree for a while to make a statement about not cutting down trees um but this one has an old foe show up and some cosmic battles and just lots of sort of squishy superhero stuff and uh yeah we we get a little more of the world we get uh we we have a really good definitely not nazis nazi um and we're sort of left i don't know left kind of 
back with relationship stuff. I don't know. I think I liked, I think I liked number one, maybe more than I liked number two. Um, I wasn't a fan of this one. I liked this one more than the last one. I actually like this issue pretty good. Um, fucking fight? Never. Is that a <laughs> is that a both thing or is that an either or or is that a, <laughs> do a it all. modifier? Um, you, guys, you guys can only fight if you're it's up in a treehouse like like seventy five feet in the air and smelling tree. our own first. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like the the very pretentious write up at the end of the previous issue did say you know some business about like wanting to be the best superhero comic. And like after finishing that first issue, I was like, I don't understand how this can be. It's an old man who's like <laughs> an environmentalist. And so I was interested in this one because they start to sow some seeds of this being having some like elements of invincible to it, which I like. Mm-hmm. I liked the art pretty good. And I liked the monologuing of this character, uh, this universal living universe character that is introduced. Um, there was, you know, some bits where I was like, oh, this guy sucks but there was also i thought some relatively aware relationship writing um mm-hmm. and i thought i thought that was interesting i thought there were some cool ideas baked into this one and i just des- definitely didn't necessarily want to feel that way i think i was content in my self-righteous judgment <laughs> uh, and and is there anything we're known for yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah and like you know like there's some fun panel movement in the issue and just some absurdist mobius type you know crazy stuff but yeah it's like invincible elements of invincible and black hammer to me Mm -hmm. in one thing i actually gave it an 8.5 wow yeah i I agree um i i like i don't remember what i gave the first issue but uh i um i did like this the second issue more i really like this galaxy prime cosmic guy and this this very human earthy problem relationship problem he has now yeah. uh, i really dug that and i like the contrast with you know front, frontiersman's personality because he's he's such not a galaxy class type character um I dug it a lot uh yeah and the write-up in the back it, it was well it was easier to take than the one in the first one <laughs> yeah it wasn't as offensive but it was just like listen to my ideas i'm so in sight look at all that let me give you kids a crash course. As a musician, let me give yeah. you a crash course in comics history. It's interesting that he can be such a dink in his just textual writing, but he can write good characters and good relationship stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> you wouldn't think if somebody has threw those two at me blind with no names attached, I wouldn't think they were written by the same person. Yeah. Um, I, I give the issue a six. Okay. Yeah. Six. I gave it an eight. Nice. All right. There we are. Couple of cute boys. Couple of cute boys. Moving right along to Primordial number two, Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino, Dave Stewart. You just like this because the writers got your name? No, Django. I think you know exactly well, why I like this issue. That and the sad puppy cover. Exactly. Or the sad monkey cover. The dog. It's just a it's a issue mostly tracking a dog. And that has got Jeff written all over it. Did not expect that to be the second issue of this series, hanging out with a dog so much. Yeah, and it's such a well-drawn it dog. Is. I mean, his facial expressions, fantastic. I yeah. heard that Andrea Sorrentino killed and stuffed a dog himself. <gasps> so he would and, have reference material for this whole And thing. it takes place on my birthday, oh, November 3rd, right. 1957, Dog Day well, Afternoon. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, um, I, 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 so... I. I remember and loved the dog stuff a little bit more than I kind of tracked what happened in the 1961 scene of Berlin. 
that that was just kind of tying back to the guy from the first issue who yeah got fired by the space program and, and it made the phone call and yeah so that's that's the ooky spooky stuff the dog seems to be like the actual dog's adventure it it art wise it really hit kind of hawkeye and we three notes for me sort yeah. of alternately the, the hawkeye for sure but like, like the dog looks like quietly almost in, in some of the panels yeah the, the less half-toned panels yeah with so- the sorrentino with the lights on panels yeah and then the sorrentino with the lights off panels uh which he employed that a bit in gideon falls as well uh i the love lights- the art yeah, I do too. The art is awesome. And, and I love how well those two art styles juxtapose with each other. Like they, mm-hmm. uh, they're they very differing. So Roman, was it just the sad dog for you? Because it really could have just been the sad dog for me and I would have given it the score I gave it, which was pretty high. Probably, yeah, probably the same. I mean, I like the, yeah, like you said, the fantastic art. I love that, like as caretaker, um, that she shows up. Oh. You know, at the end, and she's enlisting the help of this guy that from the first issue that used to work for the same agency. I'm not sure, um, but she enlists his aid. I'm glad to see her back, and and there's this, this big mystery that's gonna come around again. I really like the way they portrayed Laika's, you know, the dog's thoughts and have the sadness and the the body language when it, it realizes it's wherever it is that it's alone. Yeah, and then the dog's face and the little doggy smile when it realizes it's not alone. There's monkeys there. I said, God, that's a great sequence. Roman, I don't like to predict things, but do you think do you think that like we'll get to see his dog mommy again? Because he would love that. I don't. She would love that so much. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, comics maybe, but in you know, in real life, Laika the cosmonaut dog never came back to Earth. Really? Well, but we don't know if Laika's dog mom never went up to space. We killed Laika. Wait, she doesn't go up. Oh, to the space. Russians did. Yeah, she doesn't go up to space in this either. We wait. We Not don't know yet. yet. I'm just trying to oh, get this right. dog okay. reunion. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I hope. He, I hope it. Yeah, it doesn't go the way that real life did, as far as we uh, know. <laughs> I mean, I maybe like us. Maybe like us still out there. I can't focus on it anymore. We have to go to. We have to go to <laughs> commercial. We have to get scores. Oh yeah. Is there anything else to talk about on that book? Sorry, I'm thinking about sad animals now. No, no, dear. God, I'm afraid. I want to give it a ten, but I already gave so many tens. Do it, coward. <laughs> give it to me, you coward. I give it 10, 10 delicious doggy bones. I have written on my paper nine. Um, I got a nine too. Yeah. Look, I had it on a 9.5, but looking at those sequences again, I was like, oh God, this is a 10. So you know, it really was Frontiersman that divided our scores so drastically. <clears throat> yeah. The thing that uh, I just noticed looking through it again is that the really detailed, quietly-esque art is only after like a makes it to... The other dimension, or whatever. Yeah, it's like when she's in, in the 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 black hole, the center of re, you know the spot in Moonfall. Oh, I can't wait for Moonfall to come out, you guys. Yeah. Moon falls onto Earth. Oh, I haven't seen that trailer. Yeah. Oh my God, really? Roland Emmerich, baby. Huh. Okay, I haven't seen about that. Uh, I'm looking up. Like, I'm looking up Leica to make sure I was right about that. What that she oh. died? Yeah, she did. Oh God, <laughs> okay, I hate Jeff, it. It was the Russians. Django. I just turned my phone on to be using it as the timer and it started making my computer lag again. So I hate to do oh, it. God. Give you all this authority, but you're in charge <laughs> of the bug shots this week, buddy. Okay. Um, no, you don't have to get in there yet. I was no pushing along. Just want you to know that swipe um, down on the side and you turn your inner, your internet waves off. I know. I know I shouldn't interrupt, but do you guys want to know? It's on airplane mode. Do you guys want to know a little, an extra sad thing about Leica? Yes. In I real guess. life. <laughs> um, that was in, but Sputnik 2, 1957, 
there was no plan for her recovery and survival was planned or no capacity for her recovery and survival was planned. And she died of overheating or asphyxiation shortly before she was to be poisoned in, in by the ship, the ship system. <clears throat> oh my God. That's so yeah. They sent her up there with no intention of her surviving. Were we going to talk about Rush before we do those buckshots? Yeah, you're right. I totally forgot. I'm yeah, let's I didn't read that one. So please, I'm, I'm ruining everything. The dog stuff's making really sad. Today's Tom Sawyer. Not that Rush. I made a Getty Lee joke when we were checking it in also. I didn't oh. get that one either. <laughs> I said that's my Roman joke for the day. Uh, Vault Comics presents Rush by Cy Spurrier and Nathan Gooden with Addison Duke on colors and Hassan Otsame Elahu on letters this is uh kind of a period piece about the gold rush in alaska and it follows the mother of a young man who went up to get gold with his dad and she hasn't heard from him in a while and so she goes off on her own which is a pretty brave thing to do back in the gold rush days for a mother to go traveling alone into alaska around all these sketchy dudes um and she goes looking for her kid and what she doesn't know, what she didn't read was the prequel, like the the preface to this book, which just has some people dying from a monster. Uh, or she may have thought twice about going to see her son out, out in the same place that the monster killed those people. Um, I thought this was really, really well paced. Um, it takes a while to read. There's a lot of words, a lot of diary notes, um, but the relationship that she forges with uh, this this guy who she pays to protect her and the ways that she goes about uh, finding her son, like just showing up in this state and looking for a kid. I thought, I thought her, her methods were pretty cool. Um, and the scary parts, it's a slow boil to the scary stuff, but it gets, it gets good and spooky. Yeah, it does. I mean, and there's hints of that. I mean, the first page during that flashback, I mean, the conversation is having, but there's a guy that's a guy named Victor, I think that I can't tell if he like, pulled out a gold tooth i guess he just has a chunk of gold he's looking at that then like and it's kind of it's in the foreground but that's not the 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 subject of the panels but <clears throat> as the action's going on the gold like somehow like sinks into his arm and travels up his arm and then he digs it out with a knife <laughs> and that's not yeah. even the, the purpose of the panels other than happening on the side there <laughs> yeah that that was a little a little weird and i think probably is the kind of thing that becomes clear yeah later in the series it has to oh yeah yeah because that's because he's the guy i don't remember isn't he the guy that ends up being her guide maybe i don't i yeah. don't well he shows up later oh, i know because yeah. we see we see the scars yeah the scars on his arm start acting up yeah and he occasionally reopens them <laughs> yeah it's it's good and gross and scary i really liked it and cold i did too and i i don't know if i've ever i mean this is the the that area of alaska you know going the to the, the, the chilkut pass and everything during the Klondike gold rush. That's such a great setting for stories in general, but horror stories, because mm -hmm. there was already plenty of horror there. And I, and I was really impressed with uh, the historical accuracy in this because yeah, the Chilkoot, Chilkoot pass um, you guys would, you would recognize like the famous photos of the just, you know, hundreds of men in a line going up this oh, yeah. mountain. And that's the golden stair they refer to because it's the entrance to the, the Klondike gold fields. Two of um, them come back rich and half of them don't come back at all. Yeah. And the fact they bring up in this is part of the story that if you were smart enough or lucky enough to get up there in the very beginning, you could really make it rich. But then everybody that came later, because when the winter hits nobody can pass nobody right. can get in and so those people were stuck in these towns like uh uh skagway and stuff and just 
had to turn to crime or whatever, live terrible lives, get dysentery, you know, whatever. And that's all shown in here. And, and including some of the um, the uh, schnook jargon, like they, they use the word chichaco a couple of times in here and as an insult. And it kind of was, that's basically like a greenhorn, but okay. especially it's in this instance, chichacos were people that were new to the gold thing, had never done it before, didn't really know what they were doing. You didn't want them around mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you could take advantage of them somehow. Um, well, what oh, do you give it? Oh, man. I've, even, they even mentioned Soapy Smith and his death, and he was a famous criminal up there. I happen to have a book about him on my shelf. For those of you listening and not watching, Roman just held up a book <laughs> about King Kong, Soapy Smith. Yeah. Um, you know, God. And this spooky spider leg demon something coming up. Um, I, I, I want to give this one a 10 too. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I Do give it, it 10, 10, old, 10 big old gold nuggets. Wow. I could, covered in I, blood. I could feel the 10 coming. It's not often that you get a book aid off of your shelf. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to give it a nine. Just a just a week of nines for me. It's because I'm not man enough to we give We had tens. that. We gave a 10. Yeah, you did. Yeah. One. Unlike <laughs> yeah. Roman. Who dropped the, like The biggest four. dick in the house. Whoa, the biggest clam in the can. Badger Loaf City over there. Yeah, yeah. I got nothing but tens for you, people. You Badger Loafton. Coward. <laughs> you coward. <clears throat> um, well, Jenga, does that bring us to the hour of the evening where we buckshot? It does. Are we doing two minute buckshots? Is that the I deal? I think so. We all read a lot of books this week. There was a lot of them that came out. A lot of them were good. Holy. Jeff, go. Um, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love being under the gun. <laughs> Batman Superman Authority Special. The Dark Knight joins Superman's Brave New World. I didn't read uh, all of Superman and the Authority, but Django and I agreed and vowed and made a pact with one another. We were going to read all of the Ben Templesmith pages of this book, which yeah, I'm sure we both followed through on. <laughs> um, but I bet where we I bet where the two wood the woods diverged in the path at night is that about halfway through I had to read all of the pages at the end because Tempest Fuginots in it, babies. <laughs> you guys know I'm the guy that reads every single page the Tempest Fuginot is on. I don't I didn't necessarily mean to do it, but that's my guy, Tempest Fuginot. I love him, and he's in this, and bad things are happening to him. They've killed him and chained him up and used his body as a dimensional portal. Roman, did you read anyway, this buckshot? Sorry. Uh, I, I want to talk <laughs> to you about this, though. But there's some very cool stuff that happens in this. And even though there's five artists, it doesn't actually get that bad at any point. I read Arkham City, Order of the World number two. That was really good. I bet one of the other guys is going to talk a little bit more about that. It's very dark. The art is so cool to look at. It's just mm-hmm. unlike anything. And I absolutely love love it. And then I also read The Me You Love in the Dark. I got caught up with that book. It's on issue four. I had not read anything after number one. And I love the art. And I had to see what was going to be going on in this. And the third issue was very hot. I don't want to give anything away, but I think somebody makes love to a ghost. And I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but uh, it's just really well paced. You know, issue one, set up. Issue two, meet the ghost. Issue three, get out with the ghost. Issue four, the ghost is bad. And uh, we're one issue away from the end. And it's going to be all resolved. I think Scotty Young is a really fantastic writer. And I really love Jorge Corona's art. Very, very good. Arkham City is pretty messed up. Do you guys think it was pretty messed up? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've got two minutes. It's just I don't have more time than I know what I need to do with. Lots of writing in it. Thank God. 
Thank God. It's like, do I go to other books? I'm not going to start talking about Knighted with 20 seconds left. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this, from, this, this latest issue of uh, Me, You Love in the Dark, that was my favorite one because now it's now things are taking a turn. It's The ghost is getting all possessive and jealous and mean. Yeah, it's scary. I, it's a fantastic series. Um, I, I really liked issue number one and I'm glad that I got caught up. Roman, can you talk about Batman Superman The Authority with me for a second? Did you read that? Did you like that? I did read it and I didn't. Well, I didn't like it as much as any of the what four or five issues of yeah. Morrison's. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that's kind of not fair because you know how do you follow Morrison? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, this was this was a pretty good read. I, I it did it did kind of bother me the five different artists mm-hmm. that's switching up. But there was a lot in this I liked. Um, I'm flipping through it now, trying to remember how did it all resolve. I liked Midnighter, his little digs and competition with Batman. Yeah, Ten- Batman and. Uh, Midnighter kind of break the Tempest Fusion Up machine and the dark world version of his and Talia's children that came to do all this bad stuff get sent back there and they lose Tempest Fusion Up's body. Um, and it's kind of also the goodbye between Batman and Superman as Superman's going to be going off to War World. And we get to meet this crazy elseworld batman that is like the batman that stayed with talia and is like a bad guy and his symbol's really cool and it's going to be coming back up in other dc events and i can't wait wait this is this is superman leaving earth again yeah they're still this saying like, goodbye do you ever see the serrano de bergiac movie where it takes him like 15 minutes to die yeah you've mentioned that before yeah that the, the, was that the one with gerard Depardieu? i think so yeah from, from the 90s just like oh I've been stabbed. <laughs> I've I've learned about this while world. on a podcast with you. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. Okay, uh, Django, you got a two minutes. Ready? Get set. Go. go. All right. Uh, I read Friday, Bro. book one, the first day of Christmas by Ed Brubaker, Marcos Martin. This is irritatingly a small size, smaller than a comic, but one of my favorite things that I read this week. And I read a lot of good books this week. It's basically. Encyclopedia Brown and his girl sidekick um, a few months after she's gone off to college and lots of heartbreak, lots of awkward feelings, great adventure, great mystery, gorgeous art. And uh, I, I can't recommend this enough. If I had one complaint, it would be that the situation that that she's dealing with where they um, had an interaction right before she left town, it felt a little bit overwrought and a little heavy handed um, for a story, not for real life. I also read a thing called love. Um, pretty cool setup. It's uh, it's a woman who has figured out um, a crazy science thing that's going to save the world. And she gets locked out and fired and uh, kind of, they try to gaslight her into thinking that she was crazy the day before. And uh, she gets drunk, wakes up in a car and someone's stolen her car. Um, and they're off on an adventure. Uh, Soul Plumber number two has one of the best uh, final four pages that I've read in a long, long time. Knighted, I thought was pretty good, although not great. It's Greg Hurwitz, Mark Textera. The art looks a little bit um, like uh, Derek Robertson. The writing felt a little bit like Garth Ennis meets Mark Russell, but not as good as that. Like it, like if you added those two together and they subtracted from each other a little bit. Um but I want to read the next one. It's kind of a fun, stupid, silly setup. Um, and I read The Magic Order 2, number one, which was um, real good. And the timer should have gone off, but it didn't. Um, the end. 
I can't believe I don't have Magic Order 2 number one. Possibly what I was looking forward the, to the most this week. <laughs> and I even stared at the wall of books that I, that I was like, what do I, don't I have? I was like, well, I've definitely got a copy of that at home. <laughs> and I didn't. It's got a real spooky bad guy and, and some real cool magical mechanics. God, I love that book. Jeff, Soul Plumber. I know yeah. you don't like the farts and butts. Just pretend you're in the backseat of your mom's car with all your friends. And What I do with my mom plumber. in the backseat of our car and my friends has nothing to do with you. Roman, you got two minutes. Go. Two minutes. Um, my Bad is the new Mark Russell book from Ahoy Comics. Uh, number one. This is a lot of fun. Did you guys read this? Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's just um, um, a cornucopia of, I mean, there's the, the Batman knock at the cares. There's the chandelier. He has a chandelier on his on his head and in real life he's kind of a doofus and uh there's a speedster character who's an alien and and there's just a lot of good clever little funny things that oh there's a character called man child who's like a uber collector doofus and his powers he gets mad and he turns into a big green guy but he still has his intelligence and he's still a geek um and there's a screw up at the end with the villain who's got the wrong guy, but he can't release him from his from the prison. It's just all a lot of fun. Um, Batman Reptilian book five by Garth Ennis and Liam Sharp. This is my favorite one of this issue because it just continues last issue's crazy Garth Ennis weirdness because Killer Croc uh, has had a baby. He didn't even know he could get pregnant and reproduce. But the baby, Suckle it. Yeah, the baby needs either to be nurtured which he can't do because he doesn't have mammaries um so the baby might want to uh breed with him instead because that's all it knows how to its instincts tell it is to breed or eat and batman's just a jerk and he's just like well you got to do something <laughs> croc get to it um it's just a, i know some people didn't like this but it's it's just crazy gross batman and it's awesome star wars number 18 you know I, I just love this series. It's so much fun. It's it's always reads like good episodes of the show. Everybody's voices are right on. That's it, Roman. Wow. Yeah. Star, you know, the whole War of the Bounty Hunters thing. Um, Did you read all that? Not, I didn't, I didn't read the actual Bounty Hunters continuing comic, but I read all the rest of it. Okay. Um, they brought it around and in this issue of Star Wars, I kept on thinking throughout that whole event. I wonder how they're going to wrap it up so that we get back to the same point we all know from Return of the Jedi, where uh, Carbonite Han is is in Jabba's castle. Right. How is Joey going to get kicked out of the mansion so he has to move back in with Chandler? I have to ask. Yeah. I and, they, to... and they did it really well. I mean, it, it, nice. it didn't feel forced or awkward. It all made perfect sense. It's like, oh, of course. Okay. Wow. This really fits. <laughs> I uh, I had to go tinkle. So I knew I had a, a minute and a half. So I ran into the bathroom and did that. And I got a text message from Django that said, I missed <laughs> Roman mispronouncing memories. Can someone... Can someone... say it? <laughs> it wasn't like that. I, <laughs> I can't remember. What did I say? It was, <laughs> it, was it was not memories. Oh, <laughs> well, it, was, it wasn't my head. Maybe it was mommeries. <laughs> <laughs> Mammeries. Um, hey, mom. Um, <laughs> gosh, I'm so glad we got that Ted Lasbro's feed in the works. Yeah, now Django. your mom doesn't have to listen to these fart jokes. I think she seeks them out. I don't think she was accidentally hearing them. <laughs> um, okay, okay, all that's right. A, that's something new we can have thoughts do. Ask we can we need to ask thoughts how many, like on an average, how many fart jokes are there per episode? Mm, that's a good, good call. Ugh. <laughs> Ooh, well, something yeah. about uh. 
something about this feed thinks that the Ted Lasbros is just Jeff Figley. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that. Oh no. The Ted Lasbro. I don't want uh, it to be just my name. That's bad. We'll figure out where that's getting fed. That's <laughs> <pretty> funny. Oh. <laughs> Should it be we'll figure this out off the air. Yeah, we will. Hey, it's um, you know, getting towards that kind of time of night. Sun's going down. Everyone should go check out The Eternals. I really liked it. Mm. Most interesting yeah, Marvel movie in quite a while. Really wow. good. Wow. wow. Um, I heard that most of the reviews that came out called it dense. Would you call I, it dense? Yeah, I would call it dense, but I, I would, uh, while I was watching it, I was in the theater with probably like 25 people. Nah, maybe more like 20, probably. And is the big RPX theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was watching it, uh, two different groups of two people got up and left. Really? Oh, and that is always a very good sign for whether I'm going to like a movie <laughs> or not. Um, because I generally mm-hmm. like it when people walk. I mean, just like, yeah, they're like turned off. And I'm like, no, I'm digging this, you guys. This nice. is slow. Cool. Um, and and you think because because it was slow, not because it was uh, grossing them out or something? I don't think anything gross happens in it. I, I would be shocked about that. I would just, it, it isn't as action packed as your standard Marvel movie. I would, I, mean, I won't get into many spoilers or anything just because it's still pretty close to the time of it having been released. That's what I was um, guessing. They probably, they were, pro- the, uh, those people left were probably disappointed. It wasn't like throw down action like Iron Man or exactly. funny like, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they have to do two dozen origin stories with that <laughs> cast of characters. It yeah. was a pretty big cast. I'm excited to see it. It was great. I, I was not excited to see Camille Nanjiani be cool, and he wasn't. So that was cool. <laughs> Turns out I just I just love Camille <laughs> Nanjiani being funny. Um, this is only you know tangentially uh, comic related at this point. Django, bring us home. Uh, write us a review, please. Please, we say please for that a lot. And Let's try something new. Just leave a write us a review. Call us. I think that we've done that before. Dude, you just made me worried. Like, I just, I was like, am I in trouble? Um, Man, we sure would like it if you would leave us a review. It would make us feel warm and fuzzy. Roll down in your app and just like, there's like some stars and you just hit the number of stars you think it should be. Hit the farthest, farthest right number of stars is probably the easiest. You send us an email. We got a new email. Like a chimp. We got that email from Alance Baker last week. That was wonderful. Thank you for the well, well, Wellmer email this week um check out ted last bros that's a fun podcast that will and i are doing um i guess we're probably about to start having some guests on at some point i would think because we are in that first season rewatch now you know brian garside told me he was going to write us an email he's just know if writing him it. to ted last bros now <laughs> no he uh he he said that last week's question about um good good all ages comics is that what it was yes bone he was he was screaming bone at his phone. Bone. I don't think any of us said bone. <laughs> yeah, would, yeah oh, that's yeah, that's like a definitive one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good call, Brian Garside. Um, okay, well, yeah, get us those emails at Jeff at the comicsplace.com, and that would be awesome. And guys, two forty eight, two forty nine, two fifty. Got us. Got to figure out where we buy those big old rubbery shoes to eat. Or what? Are we doing anything with uh, Are we special gooey? for two fifty? Are we eating, gooey, eating duck? gooey duck? I already got rubber boots. I'm ready. Well, isn't that, I was just thinking that's like what gooey ducks kind of are. They're like rubber shoes. It was a feel good oh. Ted Lasso comic that he was shouting bone about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it, it's also a good all ages book. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, hey. On that note, thanks for hanging out with us. And next week, look forward to, uh, to the books. The books. <laughs> Comics. I'm Jeff. <laughs> I'm Roman. I'm Django. You know. Oh, guys. Hey, bud. I was wondering. Hey, see. 
think it's sit on my lap. I was but wondering if you could be a superhero where your eyes had a, had any of the other senses that you already have. Which sense would it be? Wow. Worth answering next time. Episode 248. I'll see you there. God, I panicked.